0: Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from my book, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, while preparing for my Sunday RPG. In this case, I am running the adventure Scarlet Citadel by Cobalt Press, a 5th edition adventure. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, like previews of YouTube videos that are coming out, the dedicated Discord server, a monthly Q&A a monthly 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 RPG Q and A, the City of Arches Sourcebook, Uncovered Secrets Volume One and Two, and a bunch of exclusive adventures and a bunch more. A lot of different things you get for becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. It's a really good deal. You can find a link down in the show notes below to the patrons of Sly Flourish. Thank you so much for helping me put on shows like this. So last week I had done a lot, a fair bit of prep. I read up on the, you know, the, the, you know, always like, oh, did I read the whole chapter? Well, kind of. I read most of the chapter. Skimmed read some of it of the Black River, which is the kind of the biggest chapter. I think it's like a 34 page chapter it's a really really big really really big chapter and good news is because i had done that little bit of upfront work i probably have to do a little less today because they didn't get very far in the black river and i already have ideas about what what's what's going on so we'll take a look at our last week's notes to see where things had gone see what the strong start was and strong start was and then figure out where we're starting off today i did this like character hook idea and this is something i've been doing more of recently which is beyond during the During the prep stage one of who are the characters, one of the things you you can do, one of the things I'm starting to do more of is say, what is an interesting hook that I can use in this session that can connect to the character? What's something that that character can either learn or just connect with that I'm going to drop into this adventure? It's a good way of like making sure we're keeping that character focus first sort of approach and also gives you some ideas for like secrets and clues. And it's just, again, it's sort of the the reason why step one is review the characters because the characters are really the focal point of the adventure and this idea of building in character hooks every session it's really part of that so let's see which which one's a part feels a connection to the remaining two echosahedrons that really didn't come up dorn feels that the black river is the proper way for him to return but currently it's being rerouted that one did come up garble hears the song of the people yes that one came up and that drew mez feels the strength that once was here for the followers of karen recognizes the boatmen and recognizes the twisting visions of the cult of karen and the and the cult of vardasane a little bit of that definitely connection to the the cult of karen skrink was sacrificed to the gods of the deep ones back in zobek but only remembers it now. I did touch a little bit of that with a with a vision. So those hooks did help. They were they're kind of like those are sort of secrets and clues. They can count as secrets and clues. They can also count as character driven stuff. So they fit into either like that those two steps the the reviewing the character step you can do them for secrets and clues. One thing you'll notice when I'm doing my prep and I'm not sure if this is really clear and I don't really necessarily make this clear in Return of the Lazy Dungeon Masters, you can do them in any order, and you can jump around. People probably do this. I would not be surprised if most people have figured out that you don't have to do them in order. It helps you to start in order, but you might come up with ideas during a strong start that actually kind of lead to a secret clue. So you go to a secret clue, you might have an idea about a location, you can drop it in locations, or an NPC, you can drop it in NPCs. So you can jump up and down in this list, until at the end you kind of look and say, do I have everything that I need to feel good about running the next game? Which is really the core question of all of your Prep. Do you have what you feel you need in order to feel comfortable running the next game? There's some little tricky bits in there, like feeling comfortable. it doesn't mean that you are prepared. It means you're ready. You're, you feel good about it, and if you feel good about it, you're probably going to be okay. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things going on in there. Yeah. So those those hooks all work. Then we started off with Clara talking about Gellert and the situation in the Black River. Well, I forgot that Clara was already gone, so we kind of skipped that part. We skipped my strong start, and instead I kind of jumped. Didn't really have much of a strong start other than where you you guys going to go what path are you going to take to go down in the black river they ended up going down the forbidden stair let me pull up my owlbear we can actually take a look at what we where we were so we have sunday scarlet citadel so they had come down this is this is the 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 black river hey you can see where they all are they're all in a boat and they came down this forbidden stair from up above. All of the Darrow were like, do not go down that stair. That's the forbidden stair. Well, it's forbidden because Clara, who was immortal to the debased, said, you will not go down that stair. And started disintegrating them that did. And that way they all knew, like, do not go down the stair. And they didn't go down the stair. But the character's like, well, Immortus is now on our side. We switch her over to Clara. She's now going back to town. And so I think we can go down the stair. They did find a nasty glyphed trap. And a big fiery glyph trap. And I think they got hit by it and it hurt him real bad. And then they made their way down there and they're kind of like studying the river and they're looking at things and they're figuring things out. And they're like, I'm going in that door. And as they open the door, the door opens and who should come out, but Gellert the gruesome himself Gellert was like gathering all his crap out of his room and he's like I'm getting out of here right and the the, the, I guess a little part of the strong start that I had done is the idea that like the wind flow is changing in the dungeon that air air airflow is changing and the dungeon is really big so if the airflow is changing something really big must have happened here which is like I kind of that that that'd be a good secret and clue so we're gonna even though we're, we're still doing our review of last session there's no point getting to the point that you can do your your stuff in any session this date thing sure didn't work what's today 11th yeah it's just dumb I sh- i'm gonna pull that out of the template somebody told me about why that works but it doesn't i'm gonna drop that right into secrets and the secret is the airflow of the entire dungeon beneath the scarlet citadel has shifted it would take something monumental to cause such a shift that's a good one like if the air you know if the air suddenly was flowing one way and all of a sudden it reverses as flows the other it could be like oh the river's doing stuff you know, like you know even the flow of the river i think like this even the flow of the black river has become chaotic due to this recent event gellert was afraid of whatever he had done down in the chambers below the black river i've got some big secrets already so they didn't talk to Clara. They did learn. So then what happened is they didn't learn a lot about the inhabitants of the Black River because there wasn't really anybody to talk to. So they went down there. They, you know, Gellert the Gruesome, the main villain of the whole campaign, was like on his way out. And he's like, he, he had a golem with a big clay golem that was guarding him. And he and the golem are like, he's like, I got to get out. And he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they're like, and I, oh, I, I based him on Doc Brown from because he looks a little like doc brown so i like doc brown so it's like marty you know so it's like hey what are you guys what are you guys doing down here and a little bit of jim ignatowski from taxi right what are you guys doing right and they're like hey uh, do we know you and he's like oh i don't think so and they're like i think we do aren't you and it's like, oh no i'm not i'm not nobody i gotta go and, and so he's like pushing his way and then finally they like they're like no we really need to stop you and he's like i don't think you want to do that and they're like oh Sinister right and then I think Somebody attacked him and he blasted Him with like a big lightning bolt and knocked him Down and then left Right, he hit him with this big blast, and then and then knocked knocked a couple people because they were already hurt, and I don't think they'd had a full rest. And so, and he left, and then they're like, "Oh, does he get hit by the fire traps?" I'm like, "Whose fire traps do you think those were?" And they're like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Oh, don't," you know. They hear him like, "Oh, watch out for the fire traps!" Right, and he he speaks a code word which they wrote down, so now they know the code word to go up and down the stairs without setting off the fire trap. And then he left, and that that puts me in a weird situation because the villain of the adventure took off, so. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And maybe the answer is nothing. Like, we'll just see where it goes. But there's also, like, did I rob the characters of an opportunity to face and defeat the main bad guy of this entire adventure? Maybe. I don't know. Like, it felt right. It feels fun to me. Like, the the story, the change in the story is fun. That the very person who's responsible for, like, a lot of the villainy here... And he's not really like critical to the goals of the characters, but the fact that he got out, you know, I don't know what we're going to do with that. I don't know how I'm going to like, there's some ideas like they could go back to red tower and he could be in red tower. Maybe he's like, I still want to get the power. And I know that the dodeca there's a couple of the dodecahedrons are now in that temple beneath red tower. And I'm going to go find them. And then they have to face him there. That could be like a fun thing to do. maybe, I don't want to punish them for having faced him and not battled him. I don't want them to feel like we should have done something different or or worse, like feel like they never had a chance to even face him. So I think, you know, I I think that's it's something I want to keep in my mind. I don't know that it's super important right now. But I want to make sure that they have a good, rewarding ending. It's more important. Fun is, fun is more important than, than, you know, maintaining the realism of the story. You kind of want to start by asking, like, is that, what's, what would happen in the real world? And then you say, like, is that fun? And, and it's that balance of those two things. You start with one, but the other one definitely affects it. And the question is, like, what would Gellert do? So what does Gellert want? Gellert wants power. I think the idea that he might go after the dodecahedrons, like maybe he knows that there's like sealed dodecahedrons that are somewhere in Red Tower. He doesn't know where they are. And he goes back to Red Tower. And maybe there's this opportunity to battle him in Red Tower once they come out. It could be a little bit like the Lord of the Rings, like the end of the Lord of the Rings book where they go back to uh, the, to Hobbiton. They go back to the Shire. And it turns out like, you know, the orcs are there, right? I think, isn't Saruman there? I think Saruman, if in the books, if somebody reminds me that Saruman is still around. So yeah, the chicory coffee says so. The BBG is going to go back to the Shire and wait for the party. So that could be, you know, you know, that could be a way to handle this. That I think might still be fun. I don't want to like hurt anything that they feel like they built. But I think I, I don't know. I think there could be some fun there, and i I want to, I want to deal with it. So they went down there. They Gellert blasted them and then left. And then they started trying to figure out where they wanted to go in the river. And they know that they have certain things that they need to do. They know that they need to face. The Lag Fell, the Chain Thing, and Shogoth. and they and they went to the boatman, and they realized like the boatman is this like false Karen. At first they thought, oh, that's Karen, and now they have starting to figure out that's not actually Karen. It's kind of like a simulacrum, or you know, it's a golem that looks like Karen. And they said, take us. You know, how do we get to? You know, the the the, the realm of Shagoth, the chain thing, and Lagfell. And it just started pedaling. And it's like, it just took the very first thing they said and says, I guess I'll take you there. So they started to make their way there. They started to see th- things in the future. And they were like, wait, shouldn't we go talk to the mushroom? Like they heard the song of the mushroom folk. And they're like, I think the mushroom folk. So they started to pedal away and said, no, let's come back to this later. And they're going to the mushroom folk. So, and then on their way to the mushroom folk, big stalactites and stalagmites came bursting out of the ceiling and the floor and pushed the boat up. And that was where we ended. So we're ending in a, in a, in a battle. And I think that this could be pretty fun. I think that, I think that the battle that we start with is a good, strong start. Let's take a look at the secrets and clues. And see see what we can carry forward, and see what they've already learned. Scrin's sacrifice is what led to the Deep Ones' summoning of the Shagath. I have a I have an issue with the Shagath too. I don't know. I'm gonna I got problems I got to deal with. The Shagath is immensely powerful and dangerous. You can't just fight it in a straight fight. That's one I need to figure out. Like, what is the expectation in the book for dealing with the Shagath? And maybe i just have to nerf it because like it's like cr24 or something it's ridiculously powerful and i think i could just make it like cr16 make it a little bit beat, you know, hard but beatable and nobody would care gellert has been working on seclusion in the chambers beneath the black river where the ley lines converge he was hoping to gain limited power they did kind of learn that the fade ears can hear the minds of those within the scarlet citadel they will offer knowledge for a price they did not learn about that the third Echoshedron resides with the Spider of Ling, which Mortar the Debase has summoned from their twisted world. They won't depart with it easily. Moving that one up. Lagfell would be tremendously difficult to defeat, but has an enemy in the River Lord. These are all good things that they can learn. River Lord is trapped in a sarcophagus, cannot be unlocked. Lagfell holds the key. Yeah. Brewer the Bloodhag might have a way to unlock the sarcophagus of the River Lord. That's a good one. Um, War wants a face. Maybe Dorns. Blood hags have long skulked in the fringes of society. The first blood hags appeared when a red hag mated with a mated with a mad vampire archmage, their offspring becoming the first blood hags. That's weird. Many have followed. Blood hags prey on mankind, stealing their faces as trophies. Bloodhead hair is a morass of wriggling worms ever thirsty for blood. We're gonna grab that part and we're gonna add it to this part. That whole like red hags mating with vampires is kind of personal come from the alliance of hags and vampires go with the gruesome air of the citadel is ready to take off something terrible seven they'd certainly learn that so we have these secrets it looks like we'll grab those and we'll move those to our current one i think that gives us our 10 right One, one, two, three, four, five. one two, three, four, five, six. so we got 11 secrets and clues that was fast yeah it's an easy strong start getting attacked in the caves of the Black River I think it's going to be ropers above I need to search for that ropers above and shadowy skeletons below so that is cool what we can actually do so let's let's we'll do a little trick here so we have the characters I don't remember, I'm, I'm already cheating. I've already forgot to do like, who you know, going through the characters. We'll do that in a second, but now I'm already thinking about this. So we're gonna add some monsters here. And I think, you know what, we're gonna make our life easy. And we're gonna put like these guys, a couple of these dudes and like three of these guys. And you know, what we're gonna do is change the text and we're gonna call these shadow, shadow skeletons, bump that font size up. Those are rookie numbers. Oops, I actually don't know. And then we have this little button over here. This is a plugin called Clash. And Clash is a plugin for Albert Rodeo. You can add it to your Albert Rodeo game service by, by, downloading, by downloading the plugin. And it gives you access to every monster in Open 5e, including, I think, Shadow Skeletons. So here we click on this View Info, and uh, it already named it Shadow Skeleton, but that, the stat block isn't right. So we're going to search the monster data... For skeleton and we have minotaur skeleton we have all of these monarchs, shadow skeleton from creative commons and we hit import now it's got all the stats for the shadow skeleton we hit save we're going to delete these because they don't have that and we go bink bink and now we have two shadow. oh i didn't want that many shadow skeletons we're going to do three shadow skeletons and same thing here we go over here we go into detailed view And we search monster data and we say roper. We're gonna use the one from the Menagerie. I like using the Menagerie roper. They're pretty tough, CR5s. Save and text. We will bump that font size up so we can read it. delete this guy, duplicate that guy. And now we have our ropers above and shadow skeletons. We'll do like two coming from the back and one from the front. So they're spread out a little bit. And I think our ropers, so let's see, we're gonna, as a command to select multiple guys. There we go. And we add them to initiative. So we've got our initiative set here and we can just roll for them. So we'll go roll, 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 roll. Look at that. If I hit save, it put them in order. Except I don't think it did the initiative for the characters yet. So we're gonna have to figure that out. And we're gonna, If I clear the list, it's gonna clear everything, isn't it? This will leave unit info. Okay. So now let's see, we can move these guys away. And I think we just select everything in here. Boop. And then that didn't work. So shift, shift works. There we go. So we got them in initiative now. So that's cool. And if I hit save, what does save do? There we go. Cool. So now we are ready with our combat. To start off with because we know what's going to happen and that's a strong start so let's take a look at the characters i forget i know a couple people are out but i can't remember who so we'll just go through them all so we have bart bart is a gearforged bart diplomat bart is seeking their like 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 seeking their origin here and i think like you know i really want to have it like character hooks bart feels a connection to the third and fourth Dorn, Dorn Greycastle is a shade fighter sorcerer, former adventurer. Probably feels an affinity towards the cult of Charon, but not towards the cult of Design. Dorn is trying to figure out whether or not he wants to go back to be alive again, or does he want to just die and go to a peaceful afterlife? yeah that's a good question garble mushroom folk rogue far traveler played by pat i'm not sure that garble i I know i'm not i think pat might be one of the ones who isn't going to be able to make it and it's a bummer because they're going to meet their mushroom folk so yeah i don't know not to figure that out we'll figure out a way and I think all of them have drank mushroom juice in the level up above, so they can all kind of hear the song. And I think they'll all be able to speak to the mushroom folk. And maybe, maybe when they get to the mushroom folk, Garble will spend time with them while the player's while the players away. Mez Rumseleth is a fighter parfum, parfumier who is trying to help Dorn's body reach the afterlife, Potter, you know, you know, Potter's afterlife. One, might, one funny, interesting thing might be, what if Potter's spirit wanders around the scarlet citadel where's my body yo sister Malarkey jones is a tiefling warlock cleric follower of the follower of the weird weaver the god of chaos god of good chaos good randomness god of randomness not so much chaos who is uh, you know has used randomness to get where she is and wants to free the weird weaver once the weird weavers bonds to be to be broken so that the weird weaver can restore order or restore randomness evenly distributed randomness to the world and we have skrink skibbers oh so what's a good hook for malarkey chaos isn't working out quite right the character's recent change of luck is one such example Skrink Skibbers is a Ratfolk wizard occultist who was sacrificed on the altar of the Deep Ones deep beneath Zobek, and their her, her his sacrifice caused the summoning of Shogoth. That's kind of interesting. What if Shogoth looks like Skrink to begin with? That's pretty cool. So we have a strong start is them getting attacked, then talking with the mushroom talking with the mushroom folk. And then, so now the paths that they, they could go straight after. So there's really only a couple of paths that they can take. One of them is meeting the, what's her name? Brutwer, who probably ought to be a NPC. Do I have an NPC for Brutwer before I make one? Let's find out. I do. I already have an NPC for Brutwyr. Oh, she's, she's nice. She looks nice. So they go straight for the Shogoth. Or they can meet with Bruteware, because Bruteware is the key to releasing the Riverlord, which I guess I didn't make a thing for. And then face Lagfell. And then what was the third? Oh, and then Lagfell is currently drawing power from the Chain Thing, so that that kind of connects up. You know, there, you, there, there's an order to them. They can't just face all of them. But then the other one is getting back. This is the other. Other option retrieving the third icosahedron from the spiders of Ling is their other, the, the other option that they have to take. And at that point when they've done all of this stuff is when they are ready to go down to the, to the fourth level. I need to read up on the fourth level too. I don't. I don't remember anything about it. So one of my bit of my pieces of homework, I think, between this session and next session, is reading that chapter. At that point, I'll have a good feeling for how the whole rest of that chapter is supposed to work. I haven't re- I think it's smaller than chapter. I think it's smaller than the Black River, but I still don't know enough about it. But I think that that like that gives enough of what they can do. I, I could do something where like the chaos of what's going on below is essentially locked off until they finish this part. So that they don't go down one level below. On the other hand, I might just let them. I don't know if that's a real mistake or not. Without knowing what's down there, it might be a mistake. Maybe we'll we'll you know, depending on how our time looks today, maybe we'll take a look at what what the lower what the lower levels look like to see if that's something we want to do. Fantastic locations, we don't need to worry about. The book's got it covered, so we typically delete that section. NPCs, all of these NPCs look like they are still important. We don't need immortal more to the debased here anymore. And more to the debased is now Clara, and she is not current, so we can drop her from the current list. This is a new feature of the notebook as I've now created a new tag and put a table in here so I can keep track of which NPCs are important and which ones are not. And then I look through these. Kirgarom Dara is no longer current. We don't we don't need her anymore, so we can pull her off that list. Root is important. Shogoth is important. Chain Thing is important. The anchors of the third Icosahedron. We already have them all, so we don't really need to keep a list. Lagfell, Thoas. We probably need the River King. Uh, let's take a look in our Scarlet Citadel for the River King. Black River. And we'll find ourselves a picture of the River King. River King is in 511, room 511. There's the River King. I kind of forget what the story of the River King is. Let's open this up in preview. I can go to my cool remove background, which works really well. Turns it into a a transparent image. And we paste the transparent image in there. And we have ourselves a cool picture of the River King. But let's take a look back at the, you know, 25-page room descriptions. River King, cultures of Caron knew this creature, occasionally dealt with it out a difference to the, its inherent connection to the River Styx. So kind of a, I think the River King is a defender of the River Styx. So let's see, Guardian of Styx. And let's put a note down here. Trapped by Lagfell, who once venerated the the creature, but now traps it so that Lagfell can gather power from the river. All right, we got that. Monsters, I got a great big list of monsters here. Any of these I can kind of pull into, I can pull into Owlbear using Crash, Clash, which I was just showing before. So that's all good. I don't think any, yeah, I need all the deep ones and everything like that. There's a lot of different creatures here. The one I'm adding is the Roper. I don't really need to put it here, but might as well. We'll stick that in my Empire of the Scarlet Citadel holding pattern. I can actually delete these now. Delete, because I finished that campaign. Delete. There we go. I don't have a combat tracker for Scarlet Citadel because I'm using the ones that are built into the tool. So that is good. Let's see here. What else do I need? So I got my monsters. I have big piles of treasure uh, and a bunch of different treasure items. I can't remember if I gave them a new magic item. I, I haven't been keeping track of magic items recently, but if reacts. Oh, Oh, is is this the right... This is the wrong notes. Have I been doing the wrong notes all this time? Oh, no. No, I'm okay. The nice thing is all that work I did in the other list works in this one too. Deadly Benchmark. They are level sevens. I think we're going to have five of them today. Five times seven is... 35 half of 35 is 17 the deadly benchmark is 17 if i run more than 17 crs worth of monsters in a single battle that is challenged that will be potentially deadly that'll be that'll be you know a higher side of difficulty and if the cr is any higher than 150 percent of the average character level for any one monster and let's see so they are their seventh level so half of seven is three and a half. So anything about 11, 11 is sort of the highest of any CR higher than that. And they're going to be in, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. And probably, you could probably round that. You could probably move that up to like 12-ish if I wanted to. But the real issue is the Shogoth. If we look at the Shogoth, CR 11 is what I said was reasonable. And the Shogoth is freaking CR 19 with 187 hit points, AC of 18. Doesn't need oxygen to live. No one cares. Absorb flesh. Creature that dies while grappled is absorbed into the mass. No portion of it remains. You cannot resurrect. it. So if it kills you, it really kills you. Hideous piping, fluting noises made by shogoth or other- otherworldly and mind-shattering. Creature can hear the cacophony. It starts its turn. Mr. Wisdom saving throw will be confused. Creatures that hold. You know, so they got that going for it. Moves at least 20 feet. It can charge. Blah, 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 blah. Makes 1d4 plus 1 slam attacks. Plus 14 to hit. Hit 30 bludgeoning damage. So, it could do five times three, 150 damage around. That's a lot of damage. So, what is the expectation in the book for how you're supposed to handle the Shogoth? I know it's at the latter half of the book. Before we look at that, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Let me get down to the Shogoth part. There's the Shogoth. So, the big question is what is the expectation? That the adventure has for throwing s- level six, seven characters at a, like a CR, whatever the hell it is. Crazy high CR of a Shogoth. Uh, characters in the chamber of the Arch- uh, Archimandes realize that time is running out. First opportunity, Archimedes uses claws to rip open the midsection of the nearest deep one, splashing blood in the pool. Inky liquid boils and churns, and the Shogoth joins the action of the following round. It makes slam attacks against the wounded Deep One. It can attack up to five times, which ought to guarantee the victim's death and absorption. And the Shogoth. Make sure the characters see this happen. They fought Deep Ones and should have a good idea of what it takes to kill one. Seeing the thing in the pool dissolve a Deep One into protoplasm and absorb its matter in a single turn should be a horrifying, obvious clue to the party that they're out of their depth. The Deep One Archimonde uses spells against characters. The other Deep Ones focus on keeping adventurers... Away from the Archimantite Archimandrite while the spells in Shoggoth do their work. At some point, the Archimandrite might use its voice to call more deep ones, blah, blah, blah. Shoggoth attacks. Shoggoth never leaves the dark pool during the battle. It doesn't need to. It can reach every part of the chamber. Flays around. Characters drawn. The creature is drawn to blood. Anything bleeding. No, bleeding isn't the same as not maximum hit points. So you can sort of direct it with blood players ought to realize that the creature in the well is beyond all of the characters capabilities and retreat as soon as possible. Whether the deep ones are alive or dead of little consequence is significant. The characters refuse to retreat. You have know, a few options. First, the show doesn't care whom it kills and absorbs and ingest deep ones as happily as humans, dwarves and elves. This could buy the characters around round a two of indecision. Second, this is the real reason why Renly Loughler is here. If seeing one or two deep ones instantly dissolved into protoplasmic goo doesn't ring the party's alarms, the Shoggoth's next target be Renly. Do your best to kill and absorb Renly in one turn. This is more difficult for the Shoggoth because Renly is tougher than a deep one, but you can also use that to your advantage. If you allow the player to control Renly, they know how tough the NPC is. Third, you can turn the Shoggoth against a character. Any character who draws the Shoggoth's full attention is likely to die, and death by Shoggoth is likely to be permanent with no possibility killing character doesn't need to be traumatic that's a pretty funny statement some groups will hardly bat an eye but to others it's taboo if you suspect the situation can reach this point think about your players ahead of time do any of the players show signs of getting tired of their characters has anyone given hints go after that one after all blah 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 so they're basically saying like you just don't fight it I you know so I'm I'm torn I'm I'm the easy thing is we'll just make it weaker we have forge foes right you have forge foes. Right, we can open up our Forge of Foes preview right here. We have our big table, and we say, what CR, if we wanted to make it just slightly harder than a deadly encounter, to make it definitely feel tough, but they could still do it, they're level seven, treat them like level eights, which would be CR 13. So we take a CR 13, and this, this line here, the equivalent of an adult white dragon, four attacks, 21 damage, plus 10 to hit, 83 hit points, 184, you know, sorry. Yeah, here we go, right? AC 19, still a very high AC. Mike might make, make its AC a little lower. You know, that's, that's not bad. We could give it most of its other abilities, although I think, so if we wanted to kind of whip up a new, we'll go to Mike's Monsters database here, and we're going to create a new monster, and we're going to call this Lesser, Lesser Shogoth. And we said it is a CR eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, so twelve, I guess, is, is this a CR that would be on the verge of deadly for them. It is an aberration. Let's go back. AC, we're going twelve. AC seventeen, that's better. Hit points are twelve is 175 plus nine. Give it that guy. I think its initiative is gonna suck. So we're gonna give it an initiative of initiative of minus two and give it an eight. It is legendary. Sources, forge of foes no page number no conditions damage positions or view we're going to put into the scarlet citadel holding pattern and so what are some stats so we know that it does we're just going to copy and paste the stats right out of in fact what i have let me pull it up this is not public yet because we haven't really we haven't released forge of Foes yet and where did i stick it do i have it in here no i think I'm part of the ghouls so i definitely have it forge of Foes monster stats so i created a page here that has all of the stats of all of those lines in that table, anybody could do it, you could do it too, but I'm not ready to share it yet. And we said 12, so we're just gonna grab this guy here. And we're gonna go back to my, let's open this up a little wider. So we've got our base stats, and then we're gonna have the cacophony of beyond, right? And the DC for that is going to be 17. Once they succeed, you don't have to make it again. On a failure, you're stunned until the beginning of your next turn you can break it with a by take 3d8 or should it be 4d8 4d8 would be 18 points of damage psychic uh, uh, so that is pretty flavorful i like the absorption and i like the 1d4 plus one attacks is fun grapple dc 17 to escape and it can absorb and it does 19 acid damage automatically to a grapple target there so we're just adding a few little bits to this thing i'm not going to give it legendary actions but i am going to give it legendary resistances i don't the legendary actions i don't really need they don't really change much so that feels pretty good and i think the answer that that is a lesser shoggoth and they're trying to draw a greater one that could be pretty good this is in the holding pattern so i've got that that answers my problem it's still really tough right like 175 hit points ac 17 1d4 plus 1 attacks and and you know 19 what are we going to take so the 19 damage will say 9 bludgeoning plus 10 acid we could say 7 9 bludgeoning plus 7 plus 1d6 acid does that matter That's just to shake things up a little bit so it's not exactly the same amount of damage every time. I can't spell cacophony. There we go. So I've got that. What else do I need? We're gonna pull the actual Shoggoth off the list so I don't get confused. I get confused easy. Bye bye, Shoggoth. So now we have the lesser Shoggoth, cool. And so I'm I'm always a little apprehensive about like lowering a monster to be the, the size of the characters. In this case, I don't know. I'm probably violating my own rules. But it is a lesser Shogoth. So it is also not a full Shogoth. And the idea that there are ones out there that are even worse than this one is pretty good. But I just think, I think one mistake I made is that the Shogoth is one of the anchors to defeat, to, to break the Icosahedron, to, to, to recover the Icosahedron. And so I made it a thing that you have to defeat. And, you know, so that's a problem. Let's do, oh, I, let me, I can steal the treasure from the other, from my other day here. I think they found some treasure left over from Gellert's chamber, but I still have these these other sort of treasure hoards ready. And that that saves me. And then and the, and the book has treasure as well. So I think, I think that that is, I think we're all set there. So my notes are set. I feel pretty good for today's game, but one of the things we could take a look at Kind of quick is the howling halls and how this wins, or how this works. So we know that down there is a, is the magical intersection of the ley lines and that basically Gellert broke it and has opened up a, like the equivalent of a black hole in the center of this place. Like a, a complete, like, you know, destroying black hole. A bunch of different conditions here. A bunch of elemental influences here. The ley line triggers are kind of fun. I'll sort of study that. There's a salt storm... It causes caustic salt and it can become a salt golem that's kind of got formed from it there are salt devils maelstrom door there's a few different ways in here there's a whole thing about opening and closing the various doors in order to kind of seal the thing up i think i don't know how we're going to run this there's the void and that's cool and there's voidlings it's fighting its own yeah you got this thing so it kind of fights back. I don't know. We're going to have to see how this whole thing plays out. I've got some ideas. One of them is that Bart is somehow connected to this. Bart has like maybe I kind of like the idea that Bart's been carrying the 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 fourth icosahedron the whole time, but it will kind of like require sacrificing or capturing you know, the weird weaver into Bart and then Bart sort of becomes like the walking version of the weird weaver. I think there could be an option there. I don't want to kind of force the issue. But I might want to come up with like a few different options on how, you know, what can they do to stop and seal up this hole? And then what, at what terrible costs? And I think I'd like to offer them like deals. So, you know, if I'm thinking about it, let's just, we'll just throw a section in here. Bart sacrifices himself to seal the breach into chaos. I mean, somebody, one thing is like, basically somebody has to throw themselves in. They probably have to fight this monstrosity, but once they fought it in order to seal it, somebody's got to throw themselves in and seal it from the other side and they may never come back again. And maybe it could be it could be any of the characters, right? I think, I think kind of the neat bit is like, a handful of the characters came here already dead. I think that might be a fun, I, I know, it, it's kind of dark, but also then like, it doesn't necessarily say exactly what happens to them. Like they go on the other side, but what what do they find on the other side could be that interesting question you know like they're never the same again or maybe they are i don't know but like somebody has to throw themselves into the void to to seal it from the other side or they have to take a icosahedron and jump through and that kind of in, inverts it i don't know that could be kind of fun thought that's thoughts for for later for today we worry about ropers and shadow skeletons so pretty straightforward day to day friends i hope you enjoyed hanging out with me today while i prepare for my scarlet citadel game if you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff from me subscribe to the sly flourish newsletter you can get a free adventure generator pdf plus a rpg related article sent directly to your inbox every week you can join me on the sly flourish patreon you get access to all kinds of exclusive material the city of arches sourcebook dedicated discord channel monthly q a bunch of exclusive exclusive adventures video previews and a lot more and you can pick up any of my books including return of the lazy dungeon master which i've been using to do this prep at the slide flourish bookstore links for all of that are down in the show notes below thank you all very much have a great day and get out there and play an rpg